Well, Razorback fans, the question has been posed to me. Is this a must-win game for Arkansas? I guess we're going to have to talk about it. We'll also dive into the final predictions of Arkansas and Mississippi State upcoming this Saturday, as well as go around the SEC and look at some of the other matchups this weekend, all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday as we finally have made it. Uh, we can finally start uh, getting ready for the weekend, which I know uh, it's kind of nice for me. I'm not making the trip to Starkville. So I've gone to every football game so far this year. So it'll be nice to kind of like whew, relax a little bit and just be able to watch the game from the comfort of my own home or maybe go to a friend's house, something like that. But still, it's going to be nice from that aspect, especially with the early games. I've always said I've hated 11 a.m. games, except when they're road games. When they're road games, I'm not going to be there. I am all about those 11 a.m. games because you watch them in the morning, you get done, you get over with. And then you can go about the rest of your afternoon, usually pretty depressed and upset. So, but hopefully that's not the case this weekend. But um, this was a question that was asked to me uh, from one of the listeners, actually, who DM'd me on Twitter and just wanted me to discuss it, which I don't like. I get a lot of people that you know, tweet in or message me or anything about stuff I'm, uh, they want me to discuss on the podcast. And I try to do all of that. I try to make that work. But sometimes, you know, it just kind of depends on timing and everything like that. But I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, question because I always laugh at the term or the phrase of must win games. Is this a must win game for Arkansas? Is this, you know, what, do they have to win this game? If they don't win this game, then is it over? Is it start to all come crumbling down, all the, yada, 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 all that stuff. And I usually really uh, detest the, the must win game because I, especially when it's like early part of the year, like if it's a mu a must win game to me is like postseason games. Obviously, that's a must win game, or uh, a game where you know something is directly on the line. You know the SEC West Division crown, or uh, you know the, uh, the the standings in the in the SEC that you you take that next step and you you take over first or whatever. Like those are the must win games. But when you start talking about in the first part of the season, uh, a must win game against a team of like like Mississippi State, like what, what are you having to, what's the must win element of it? Is it must win because then suddenly you're at one and three in conference play and you're three and three in the SEC and things start looking a little bit dicey, uh, especially because uh, the schedule is still got a lot of tough games on it and you just have no faith. Like, is it a must win game for your faith? Because that's kind of what it sounds like to me. It's a must win game just for your faith. I don't, I don't, I don't like those. I, I don't like looking at it that in that perspective. And, and here's why. I know mathematically and statistically something like this wouldn't happen. But say if you lost to Mississippi State, okay? You lost to Mississippi State, and you're 3-3. Three and three, And it's the halfway point of the season. And then in the final half of the season, you go 6-0. and out, And you finish 9-3. and three. You had one game better than what you did last regular season. I think everybody would have signed up for that before the season started. But... Suddenly, that must-win game against Mississippi State, that didn't cost you anything. 
Like it just cost you a game, cost you a win, but it doesn't like as far as the entire season goes, that wasn't the difference in you uh, winning the SEC or not winning the SEC. You know, it may have been the difference in you getting to one bowl game or the other, but at the end of the day, sometimes even the the better bowl games aren't exactly the the better bowl games, if you know what I mean. So I don't look at this game as a must win. It's a tough one. Now, if KJ Jefferson, which I'm wearing KJ's shirt, you know, thanks to uh just want to make sure everybody saw it. Uh, I'm wearing KJ shirt because and support because I know he's not. Uh, I just have this feeling he's probably not going to play, and I, well, you know, just think that without him playing, and this is nothing against Malik Hornsby or, or Kate Fortin or whoever. I guys like don't like Arkansas's chances, and that's not just an Arkansas thing. That's most teams things. Like unless you're like Alabama, more often than not, you can't just roll in with the backup quarterback on the road in the SEC against a quality team and win. Like, how many other teams can do that? I, I get like Alabama maybe can, maybe Georgia could. But when you talk about the the rest of the SEC, like, nobody could do that. Like, I don't think Tennessee, Tennessee looks really good right now. I don't think they could do it with a backup quarterback. I don't think Ole Miss could do it with a backup quarterback. I don't think Mississippi State could do it with a backup quarterback. So, to me, that's the biggest element of this, and that's why I'm not feeling great about going into the game. That's also why I feel like it's dumb to say it's a must-win. If KJ was 100% healthy and, and you were going into this game, I would feel like you would need to win this game. Like This should be a game you should win. Mississippi State's a good team and all, but I still feel like you could, you could be a better team for that. You could at least hang with them, maybe score just as much. Um, I feel like that could be at least a little bit of uh, of the elements of it too. But at the end of the day, you don't have him, or at least it's that's what I'm. That's my gut feeling. I mean, my gut feeling is is that he's not going to play. Hope he does. But that's why I think it's it's weird and dumb to say if it would be a must win, because nobody is going to be expecting you to go in there with a backup quarterback and win. Now, if you did, that would be awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. Like I, I think that that would be uh, a really monumental turnaround moment for this team to get back on the winning track where not only do they win the game, but they go in with a backup quarterback and take care of business against a good SEC team on the road. Like to me, uh, that would be just electric, but the expectation is not there. I mean, the Vegas line has moved to nine and a half points. Last time I checked, it may even be higher, but it started at like five and a half. I think I heard Trey Biddy say the other day when he was on drive time sports, that he had saw it at three and a half, maybe, or four and a half, like when it first opened. I was like, whoa, geez. But it's been moving pretty fast in uh, the regard of of uh, towards um, towards Mississippi State pretty heavily, and a lot of that has to do with the uncertainty of K.J. Jefferson's status. So I think that if Arkansas can just keep it competitive, I think if Arkansas can just go in there and, and at least make it interesting, no, no one wants to hear that. But that'll at least show that, you know, there's still some fight left in this team. I know that they're down a little bit now. I uh, still think the AM loss is the, is the most hurtful one of all time. But you're going to, you, like, losing the BAM is no shame. But you still have opportunities to make up for it. Like, if you go on the road and beat Mississippi State with a backup quarterback, you make up for that AM game in a way. Because honestly, I thought that the AM, Mississippi State, BYU, BYU, not so much. I was thinking more AM, Mississippi State, and that's not against BYU. You could still lose that game. But the, the game of AM and Mississippi State, I thought those were going to be the two ones besides Bama that would probably end up being a loss. So if you end up taking care of business against Mississippi State, at least offsets that AM loss. And then suddenly you have a little bit more confidence and momentum going into BYU. 
So, but if you don't lose this game, or if you lose this game, and you you're you're three and three, I'm not giving up on the season. I I don't think that it's a it's a it's a failure because with the rest of the way, BYU will be tough. You hit your bye week. Auburn on the road, you should win. You should beat Liberty. You should beat. Um, I mean, LSU at home, I think you should win that game. LSU's not a great team, but I think you should win that game. Ole Miss will be weird. I still don't think they're a great team either, but we'll know more about them as the weeks go on when they actually get into the tough part of their schedule. And then at Missouri, you should win. Like, you'll still have a lot of winnable games, and getting back to eight and four, maybe even nine and three could happen. But if you win this game, it's going to really energize the rest of the fan base and the team to feel really good about their chances going forward in this one. So, um, but no, it's not a must win game for Arkansas. It's the whole point of this. It's not a must win game. It's more of a game to where if you win it, it'll be a huge little boost of energy. That'll get you going into that BYU game. If you lose it, then, you know, it's, it's hard to win with your backup quarterback in the, on the road in the SEC. So can't really uh, can't really fault anybody for that. But we'll see how it all goes down. We'll get into our final predictions here in just a segment. First, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. And it's extremely easy. Now, I know that that's something that means a lot to, to people when it comes to how they handle their apps and their fantasy and everything, how convenient it is and how easy is it to deal with. Well, Underdog Fantasy, it's as easy as anything. They are one of the coolest un, uh, fantasy football uh, websites and apps that you can be able to use because it makes it so easy. They have it in so many different states that you can choose from. They also got different players that you can choose from, whether it's college or NFL. They like to do the higher and lower, which is kind of a cool thing because what you do is you go in and then if you pick a quarterback, say if you had um, you know, somebody in the NFL, say if like last night when you had Russell Wilson, which was, God, that was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. But if you would have had uh, Russell Wilson at uh, under – 250 and a half yards you would have won or if you would have had a, a higher uh record of over 250 you would have had it too so you can just pick higher or lower you can do interceptions you can do rushing yards attempts uh whatever it is you can just pick your player and do your stats and it's really easy to do you can pick between two and five players across any team not just your team you can do it for any team and they will decide whether they finish higher or lower it's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there you can win cold hard cash in each and every single game. So sign up with promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on, all one word. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into uh, the next segment, which is, is going to be our final predictions of uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State. And, you know, I have I've gone back and forth on this one. Like I've been really trying to figure it all out. I've been trying to find hope. I've been trying to find good feelings about it. But I've also been trying to be realistic and, you know, look at some of the concerns that Arkansas is going to have in this game, which is funny because uh, the light and I just checked now this morning, the spread is now nine. So it actually went from nine and a half to nine. So some people are at least uh, kind of offsetting it there uh, a little bit, too. But either way, uh, I'm looking into this game and it's just on paper, on paper, it is a matchup nightmare for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Because Mississippi State averages 350 yards passing per game. 
and Arkansas gives up close to 300 passing yards per game. That's a bad, bad, bad recipe. Now, the Arkansas' strength would be their rushing game because they are rushing for 230 yards a game, but Mississippi State's only given up 118 yards per game. So one of those two major stats, is, something's going to break in those. Like something's either Mississippi State's going to go in and throw for a billion yards against Arkansas, or they're going to slow down the rushing attack for Arkansas. Either way, that could be a bad deal. That could be a bad combination, but it's about the combination and how you can just approach the game itself. For instance, Arkansas rushing attack, what if this is the time they go up against Mississippi State and really take care of business? What if this is the time that uh, they're able to knock them off the off the front and have some uh, really good run plays with a lot of healthy running backs and a uh, possible very elusive quarterback and get a ton of yards, work the clock, wear the team down? It could happen. could happen. Honestly, I think that that will happen. I think that the offense for Arkansas in this game will be able to to run the ball pretty effectively. When you but when you get to the passing elements, because the status of KJ is so unknown, that's where I, I really don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all, and it's scary because you can't. As much as I'd like to sit here and say that you can just run the ball the entire game and get out of there with a victory, it's not realistic. It's it's just not not a, not feasible against any SEC team. And so you're going to have to pass the ball. And I would even make the argument that you would have to pass for at least 200 yards in this game if you're Arkansas, if you want to win. Because you're going to have to offset. Like Mississippi State's going to be a really good defensive front as far as how they scheme it up because they're going to just load that box and dare you to throw. Whether it's Cade Fortin, whether it's Malik Hornsby, whoever, they're going to dare them to throw. They're going to focus on the run game and if they start passing it or if they're going to force you to pass it, then they'll take care of business from there and they'll probably be OK with it. But that's what's going to happen. It could be a low scoring game for Arkansas. if That's the case. It could be. And then on the defensive side of the ball for Arkansas. I mean, goodness, <laughs> you've given up so many passing yards this year. It's so dumb. And you're one of the worst teams and points allowed per game. You've given up 30 points per game on defense this year. Uh, that's bad. That's really bad. So is Mississippi State going to exploit that? Absolutely. They're going to exploit the secondary for Arkansas. They're going to exploit uh, the, the problems that they have back there in the safety position. Uh, I think that they're going to run a lot of slants in the middle of the field, and they're going to get the ball quickly out of Will Rogers' hands because they know that Arkansas can provide some pressure in the passing game. Well, they will just say, okay, well, we'll just get it out as quickly as possible, get the ball into the hands of our wide receivers, and let them figure it out. Let them go do something against this very weak secondary for Arkansas. So it's just a bad, bad matchup on paper. But the good thing is, if you're trying to look for some sort of silver linings in all of it, is that it is the SEC, and it is a Saturday in the South. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what to expect. Uh, I mean, there's been already games that's happened this year that just seem so strange. You know, that game with uh, Georgia and Missouri last week, that was a weird game. Uh, you know, the game with uh, AM and Arkansas was a weird game. Uh, you know, the game with LSU smoking Mississippi State was a weird game. Like, you have weird games already that's happened so far this football season. This could be one of those weird games, too. Arkansas is undefeated against Mike Leach under Sam Pittman. And honestly, Barry Odom's done a really good job of being able to play defense and scheme up some things against uh, a Mike Leach's offense. So, you know, it, these are the things that could 
end up happening. That could end up being it. And I, I don't expect this Razorback football team to just lay down. I, I don't expect it at all. I don't think Sam Pittman would allow it. I don't think this coaching staff would allow it. I don't think the players would allow it. They're not just going to roll over and die. They're going to go out and they're going to really, really give it their all. Will it be enough is the ultimate question. But at the end of the day, though, you got to be realistic. You got to you got to look at the situations. And I'm basing this off of KJ Jefferson not playing in this game. I think that it will actually be a closer game than what most people will say. I think the 11 a.m. kick is kind of a weird time. I think that uh, there's going to be some success on the ground game for Arkansas. I think that at the end of the day. Uh, I think all these all these things into place will probably uh, make the game at least a little bit more interesting than what people even realize. But at the end of the day, I just think that without KJ Jefferson at quarterback, with your issues in the secondary, especially dealing with the injuries still in the secondary, I think Mississippi State's going to beat you. But again, I'm not. This is not me saying that if the season's over, or I'm not going to get down on the team if they lose this game. It's not that. I still think there's reasons to be hopeful and optimistic that the end of the season could be really strong, especially the second half of the season, because you have some very, very winnable games. But just going on the road with a backup quarterback in the SEC against a top 25 team is not usually a recipe for success. So I don't like Arkansas's chances in this. I think they lose a close one in this one, say something like, you know, 31, 27, you know, 31, 24, something like that. Uh, they end up losing this one on the road and they uh, drop to three and three. But tough game against BYU would be upcoming. We'll see what the status would be of KJ if he doesn't go in this game. You know, what will be available for the next game, too? You know, be the ultimate question. But overall, I just, uh, I wish I could. I wish I could predict Arkansas to win right now, but I just can't. I can't in good faith do it. I hope I'm wrong. I will gladly eat crow if I am wrong. But right now, it's just really tough to pick the Arkansas Razorbacks with a backup quarterback on the road. So uh, we'll go around the SEC in our final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, looking at around the SEC. There's some intriguing games uh, this weekend, uh, some that probably should have been more intriguing than what they are, but they're not really much anymore. But still, we already talked about Arkansas-Mississippi State, which, by the way, if you want to go to this game, it's $11 is the cheapest ticket, which is the cheapest ticket in the SEC for a game this weekend. That's just pathetic. Uh, but either way, a few good games, though. Let's start with the good games. Uh, Tennessee-LSU. This game is fascinating to me. Uh, Tennessee, this is – I don't know how this ended up being an 11 a.m. game. Like, huh, I, I guess that they wanted to – well, we'll talk about it later. But if I, was a, if I was an LSU fan or a Tennessee fan, I'd be pissed about this. 11 a.m. game for the number 18 versus number 25 team. Come on now. I, I just don't buy it. And either way, Tennessee's favored by three points going into this game down in LSU. And honestly, if it was a night game, I may have feel better about LSU. But Tennessee just scores a lot. They score a lot again, a lot of points. And uh, they, they play with a reckless abandon in that front. They're averaging 48 points a game and only giving up 19. Now, granted, uh, the only teams that they've beaten of note has been Florida and Pitt. Pitt, it, they won an overtime on the road, and they're okay, but they're not a great team. They've lost already. And then Florida ended up being more of a fraud game because they beat because uh, they beat Utah in the beginning of the year. Everyone thought they were great, and then they ended up kind of taking a back seat there too. So that that's not as great of a win, especially if they only won by five. But you got to give them credit. They're 4-0, and they're coming off of a bye, which is big. But I don't know. I just There's something about Tennessee I still don't trust just yet. But also, I don't really trust LSU. 
This game has a potential to get stupid. So I would think maybe that this game would be a close one. Maybe Tennessee ends up winning it just by a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if LSU won just because it, it's it's a weird matchup at that early morning slot. It's in Death Valley. Um, Tennessee's a better team, but I, I don't know. There's still something about them I just don't trust. So uh, another game, Florida, Missouri. Who cares? Good grief. Who cares about either one of those teams? Missouri is trash. Uh, Florida, this game's in Gainesville at 11 a.m. Florida's going to win that one. Uh, they're actually 11-point favorites in that one, too. I would take Florida in the points. Uh, 2.30 CBS game, which is dumb. That uh, Tennessee-LSU game should have been 2.30, but instead, because it's rivalry, you got to have Auburn and Georgia in this one. Uh, this game's in Athens, and Georgia's favored by 29.5 points. Georgia's going to win by at least that. Auburn is terrible. Georgia is a really good team. They're going to come in mad because they played poorly against Missouri last weekend. They're going to absolutely obliterate Auburn, and it won't even be close. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, this game, like Ole Miss pisses me off. You talk about somebody that has the easiest schedule in the world in the front half. I know they beat Kentucky at home, but Kentucky just killed themselves. But these were their games. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky. Now they have Vanderbilt, and then they have Auburn. Come on. And now they finished the season with at LSU, at AM, Bama, at Arkansas, and then Mississippi State. But whoever gave them that front, like, I would love that schedule where the toughest games are at the end of the season. Like, I would love that. So Auburn or Ole Miss, once again, just everyone wants to wants Ole Miss to be good. They love them some Lane Kiffin. Uh, but they're playing uh, Vanderbilt on the road. They're going to win that game. They're 17-point favorites, and they'll probably win that game too. Uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. Kentucky, this is at home. Kentucky's only favored by six and a half points. The Will Levis thing is weird because they're apparently saying that he may not play in this one. So that's that could have something to do with it. But six and a half points still, I think, like, Kentucky should win this game. South Carolina is not a good football team at all. And they're not physical at all. So I think Kentucky will take care of business in this one. And then finally, the big game that everyone's looking forward to at the beginning of the year. And now it's going to be a terrible matchup because nobody's really going to care as much. Texas A&M and Alabama. And it's in it's in Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's 24 point favorites. They are going to absolutely destroy AM. I don't care if Bryce Young plays or not. AM doesn't like they have to go with Haynes King now. Alabama lost to him last year. They're pissed off. They're pissed off that of what Jimbo said. They they're take Bama 24, minus 24 all day long. They are going to make a statement in this game. And AM is going to go home with their tail between their legs and they're going to get destroyed. And I literally cannot wait to see it. So there you have it. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.